tonight, we're taking your questions and talking about kink. Welcome to BSing with Barrick and Sheba on the Erotic Awakening Podcast Network. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. If you're offended by this type of content or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Right now. <laughs> Such a goofball. Yes. A um, little bit. Yeah, a lot. Well, but you like me. That's true. I, I kind of love you. I know. <laughs> well, and, and the thing, you know, on that note, on that note, I remember, you know, more recently, uh, us going out to see a movie, and you just kind of leaning over and putting your head on my shoulder and kind of looking up at me with those I love you um, type of looks and thinking to myself, wow, you know, I'm, I'm really lucky. We, we have we have all that we could want together. Yes, we have everything we could ever desire, including three cats that sometimes want out the door. Right. Well, if you heard that noise, that was opening up the back door for the cats to leave. Um, we do have indoor-outdoor cats. Don't, don't. Is that kind of like indoor-outdoor carpeting? Right. They is. are furry. They are furry. They can withstand the snow. Right. So, um, what are we talking about tonight? Now that we've been totally distracted by cats and and love in the movie theater, right? Love in an elevator. (laughs) Are you going to go down? (laughs) Yes, hopefully in a few minutes. After this podcast, you will hear the reproduction of. (laughs) Anyway, that's another issue of BSing with Barry Kachiba in the bedroom. So seriously, okay. What are we talking about tonight? Um, well, I know we sent a shout out to people on Twitter and Facebook asking for questions, mm-hmm. and I got some bites, but no real questions. So oh. I'm just putting it out there. Mm-hmm. You know, check the Facebook, uh, check the Twitter. Give me some questions if you have something you're dying to know. Just mm-hmm. send it to me. Twat yeah. it to me. Facebook it to me. Slap it into a twat. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. So where have we been? I mean, what's been going on in our lives? We've been we've been all over the place. I just don't. I, I mean, I I barely even remember. I remember that we did the. We, there was this big event that we did at the beginning mm-hmm, of February. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We did. We did that, and we did. Um, we actually podcasted from that. Yeah. We did the we did the all erotic awakening all the time podcast from that, <laughs> which was kind of cool. It was nice to it was nice to have um, Lee Harrington and Dan and Dawn and you and me um, just get up there and. And chat away. Yeah, chat away with the audience. That was fun. (laughs) You'll have to do that again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because we're frequently at events together, so. Well, we are. And it's, but uh, all three of us, all the three units, you know, all three units, that's been the first time that's happened in a while, I think. We did, we were at one other one, but I forget what that was. Uh, It was out in New Jersey. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But we didn't get a lot of time. We didn't get a lot of time at that one to do that. Yeah. We didn't get a lot of time to have our erotic awakening orgy. Mm-hmm. And this time we did. That's true. true. <laughs> so speaking of um, huge events in uh, Columbus, Ohio, <laughs> with uh, like where we did that podcast, I, I want to I wanna say um, for those of you who, who came out to Wicked, that was amazing. That was really great. Having the whole hotel was mm-hmm. really spectacular. Mm-hmm. I am. I, I felt like I could be naked anywhere, or you know, in costume anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and 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 just there just was a I, there was you know some somewhere around five hundred people there, and it didn't feel like it. You, I still felt like it was the community feel. I still felt like it was it was um, 
you know, easy to get around, easy to meet people. There was not a lot of, there wasn't, and it felt actually less crowded than some of our previous events. Yeah. Well, I think that's because of the change in, in locations for the the social room and things like that. And having two play spaces mm-hmm. allowed more people to have equipment to play on. You know, I, I think that that opens it up for yeah. more opportunities for play. Yeah. And well, the pool's in the chocolate area. Yes. <laughs> and, I, and it did see quite a bit of play. Right. I, well, I mean, well, nakedness, 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 and, but not and, really play, you know, friendship and <laughs> cuddling, but not a lot of anything else. <laughs> We had, to, we had to keep the rules down on that. We had to keep the rules pretty, pretty, pretty tame on that. Um, so, uh, and and just from an event promoter standpoint, from our standpoint, uh, yeah, or at least from my standpoint, um, that was the best event I I'd ever been a part of. You know, I mean, it really was. That was. I, I'm still glowing about it. You know, and it's three weeks. It was three weeks in the past, and it was it was like, I mean, I can't wait to do it again. Yeah. I can't. Or really, I can't wait to do it again. I was looking at the. And the hotel said. Let's have thumbs it. up. Yeah, thumbs up. They they really liked the way that we took over the hotel and kept the place secure and made sure that we weren't in the way of the people who actually needed to get their work done. Mm-hmm. So it's go for Cope. We're having another mm-hmm. full hotel event. Yes. So mark your calendars for September. I think it's the 12th and the 13th. Why are you looking at me? I don't because you know. Uh, I know these things. I, ha- I have, have them the, in, my, the, the in the power of the calendar. In the power of the calendar. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm thinking it's the 12th and 13th. I don't. I'm not. I'm not so sure about that. But um, we. I do know that tickets go on sale for Cope on the 31st of May, um, which is going to be the like the night of the 31st, i.e., um, that Friday night, and that'll be. You are correct about the date. I am correct about that. Excellent, excellent. Um, and and so mark your calendars. We want to make you know we're, it's going to be a blast. It's going to be even more fun than this one, I'm sure. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about one of these questions. Okay. Um, right. Considering this one is is yeah, let's just read it. Sure. Let's see what you think. All right. All right. So you love humiliation. But what about after the scene? Are your feelings hurt? Or is there some sort of guilt when you think that you've been humiliated? Is humiliation and degradation just a means of sexual arousal? Or are some, or some people... Blah, blah, blah. Is humiliation and degradation just a means of sexual arousal? Or do some people like it for other reasons other than sex? Hmm. Do you, as the top, after you're done with the scene, feel guilty or bad? Hmm. So that's a whole shitload of questions yeah. about humiliation. Yeah. I, I mean, I, first, firstly, I go to the, the kind of spectrum. I always kind of view that the, the that is as like this continuum of, of embarrassment, embarrassment, right? Humiliation and then degradation, right? Right. Embarrass- degradation being the, the most extreme, right? And hu- and embarrassment being a, you know from mild to extreme in that in that in that continuum. And I I think that continuum is based on each person because what I might find embarrassing, mm-hmm. someone else might find degrading. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's all about each individual and and their upbringing and and their views on life, their worldview, um, and you know the different filters that they're looking through on their life as to what they're going to find to be something that works for them in the realm of humiliation. Mm-hmm. And I, I also think it, it de- it's going to depend on, on who's, um, 
who's the giver and the receiver uh, because I, I seem to recall um, not so long ago I was um, embarrassing uh, um, a, a, a play partner of mine I was embarrassing her and then you started in honor and then someone else started in honor in the same event so you know we said let's just say she had smelly feet and so you know, although those her feet were awful right. I told her not to take her fucking shoes off ever. Right, and then, so and so and so we had we had this you know let's just say that's what we were saying, but it wasn't. But um, you know, so I said I said, man, you know your shoes stink. You, you, uh, you know, I'm sure everybody in the room could smell your shoes or your feet or whatever. And then and then Shiva started in, and um, it went from a mild embarrassment with me because she and I were the only ones sharing that to a little bit of uh, humiliation with. You know, me sharing this with Sheba and then Sheba going in on her. And then from there, it went to more people so that it started this little chain reaction. So that people started, you know, messing with her and messing with her and messing with her. And all of a sudden, there's 10 or 15 people who are messing with her about her smelly feet. And now it goes from a mild embarrassment to real humiliation. And there was a point where she was like, you know, stop it. Just please stop it. Yeah. Red. Yeah, red. <laughs> Leave my goddamn feet alone. Right. So it it, it it also depends on how many people are involved, mm-hmm. how, how it's how it comes across, and what the situation is. Right. I ran into this actually um, at a gathering of my girlfriends. I'm part of a book club, mm-hmm. and we were chatting away at one of our book club meetings just like maybe a week ago. I think it was, and. One of the girls noticed that I had like a redness on my ear and she was like, why is your ear all red? What is that? And I actually blushed and got pink and said, I had rough sex last night. And I think it was because the situation was a mostly, I wouldn't call them vanilla, but a mostly tame crowd of ladies who lunch, Mm -hmm. you know, talking about my rough sex. Versus if I were at an AIS event and someone were to say the same thing, you know, I would have probably not blushed. Right. You know, so I guess the location, you Mm -hmm. know, and who you're with is going to determine as well what kind of level of humiliation. Yeah. Yeah. So so now that we kind of got that, some of the elements to... um, to situational embarrassment, humiliation, degradation. Um, there's also the pieces about about whether or not they um, how how they impact you as a, as a, each person. You know, because like I could be mildly embarrassed if my zipper is undone, right? That's a mild embarrassment. You know, however, um, if, as somebody starts to criticize m- me or my body parts or my character. It could go down that humiliation road. And then if somebody starts to chip away specifically at my self-concepts, then it gets into degradation, right? Degrading. So it, so it erodes, it, it, it starts this process where it degrades or erodes who I believe myself to be as a human, right? And so I, you know, with all those elements in place, um, it's, it's hard not to impact someone's feelings when you're playing like in, in the, in the longer term. And, and that's going to depend on their resiliency as, as a, as a, as a, uh, their mental resiliency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And I think the the best way, like if you're if you're in um, to humiliation, um, and it's something that you think might work for you, I would recommend starting. Um, at the very bottom, start with embarrassment and see where that takes you. And in order to give your partner that you're playing with or partners something um, that's embarrassing, you're going to have to open up and and reveal a little bit of what it's going to take to get you there. Um, And if that works for you, try some more um, heavier like um, things that having to do with more humiliation and less embarrassment um, and follow that train where it goes and see. Um, I would not recommend starting with degradation first. No. Um, that could lead to some really bad places for both um, the bottom and the top because I know for me as a top, I do not want to leave emotional scars that are a lifetime of therapy for the person that I'm playing with. Mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with the guilt you know, involved in that kind of play. Now, if I know a person and I know that they can handle it, um, then yeah, I will go after their soft underbelly and see just how much they can take. Um, but yeah, again, it's not something that I don't want to pay for their therapy. (laughs) I don't want to have to pull the pieces back together. Yeah, that's, 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 those are important for me too. And, and overall, I'm not into degradation. I mean, just, 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 I'll put that right out there. For the well, most part... How I'm, do you uh, define degradation, though? Um, degradation uh, is where you start to actually knock away their core concepts. Give me give me an example. Um, okay. So you believe yourself to be a very intelligent woman. Yes, right? I do. I'm a smart ass. Mm-hmm. Well, not a smart ass, <laughs> but, you know, if I were to start um, eroding that and saying, you know, you're not as smart as you think you are, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and start there. At a, at a at a mild place of you know that you know that's you know you're actually below average you know it's it's lucky if if on the test you you made C's right so do you see what I'm saying <laughs> those are starting to erode your core concepts and and whether or not I, I'm you know I obviously don't mean them but uh, you know um, when you start to go there and when you start to push at those self concepts. Um, it starts to create a doubt. It starts to, the other person starts to, especially if you're an authority figure, if you're in a power exchange relationship or you're in some form of power exchange, when you create that, um, that, that breach for, for lack of a better term, that breach in, in that self-concept, it can be, uh, something that creates doubt and creates, um, uh, a less than, uh, of what they thought before, and so it could create a wound in that in that in that particular self concept, where that it becomes more of a button. Mm-hmm. Okay, I guess my, uh, my mind was wandering over to the more physical side. Oh, of oh, degradation. Oh, okay. okay, okay, and and what that would mean for different people. Mm-hmm. Um, for some people, I mean, degradation could be um, being. You know, stake down to the ground and allowing a, a, you know, a group of 20 or 25 people to uh, do a little bit of piss play, mm-hmm. you know, make a little mud around this person. Um, that could be degrading for some individuals. For, for other people that I know, they would be in hog heaven. Right. Yeah. So I think the physical as well as the emotional um, runs on a continuum mm-hmm. based on mm-hmm. each person. Well, and, 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 and each... Each aspect 
each aspect that you do, right, is going to add to that total, right? And and not necessarily in a in a in a like a it's not going to be a one plus one equals two thing, you know. Sometimes it might be like an emotional and a mental plus a physical. So you have one, two, three. What we would think is a three might actually compound. Mm-hmm. You know, it might actually be instead of a three, it might be a six, right? Because you've taken away those. Um, essential, uh, to use Midori's term, pillars of self-understanding, mm-hmm. right? And the more you take away those pillars of self-understanding, the greater the impact. So I, I you know, and and I, I mean, we've seen we've seen um, uh, when Wilson when Wilson and Laura were still together um, that they played very heavily into degradation and in humiliation, and it was one of those things where we were going, oh wow, that's that's pretty heavy, mm-hmm. um, and so it's it's not. I mean, I love I love embarrassment, and humiliation, but once you start getting into degradation, I, I, I guess my my thing is I have this thing that I I like to um, you know I like the fact that there are strong people. I like the fact that they have good self concepts. I like to bolster those self concepts. I don't like to tear them down. Mm. You know, and that's just part of part of my makeup. Mm-hmm. But I don't mind humiliating them, mm-hmm. right? Because that doesn't tear away those core concepts. Okay, so so for you, um, degradation is not something that, as a top, that you would do. I, I can't say never. I certainly won't say never. Okay, right? Because uh, you know, in in, in certain in certain uh, modalities, in certain situations, sure. You know, <laughs> you know. I mean, look look at look at. Uh, you know, look at some of the scenes we've done at Trist. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, but I'm just thinking back to one of the gentlemen that I used to to um, date, and his run up with degradation when um, when he was asked to do a scene with a, a heavy bottom, a very heavy bottom, who's well known right, in the scene, right, 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 um, and really went into it thinking that he would definitely get into this and love to do this, and then when faced with it. Um, just could not get into it as much as he thought he was going to, yeah. um, and actually had to kind of escape from from that arena and that scene, and 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 not be a part of the tops who were degrading mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. Um, which, of course, Did I I, didn't I thought was you know I I mean for myself at the time I was like oh, I like that I like that about him that he could not go there yeah, yeah. you know but that he tried you know that he pushed that boundary yeah. and and figured it out for himself you know by way of trial and error um, but I'm wondering if maybe faced with a similar circumstance you would be different because um, I mean I remember that scene and I, I remember being a little part of that scene I don't remember exactly what part I played in that scene. No, I think we just watched. Did we just watch? Okay. Yeah, because I kept looking at you going, can I go up there? Can yeah. I? Can I can I play? Can I do bad things? Right, right. You know, because for me, yeah. that kind of physical degradation, yeah, yeah. I I I enjoy that. Yeah. Much I, more than I like um an emotional component oh, yeah, to degradation. Yeah, yeah. I I much prefer a physical type yeah. of degradation. Yeah, I, I I tend to like I tend to like the emotional and mental things better mm-hmm. um, because it it's like I like I like the power control of getting in somebody's head, you know I really enjoy that and it's like it's like making their body work for me based on training and based on 
anticipation and based on a, a lot of different um, um, aspects of 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 creating that that classical conditioning, so to speak. You know that that Pavlovian response. Um, I really enjoy that. Right, I really enjoy that kind of thing, um, and I like melding that emotional Pavlovian response with um, a physical interaction. But it's one of those things that that it's that's not so, that's not like you know all of this, all the stuff we're talking about. I don't know this. It is, would I don't? I'm pretty sure I would not do with anybody. I I, I was just like pick up play. I wouldn't like. Oh no, <laughs> I, I don't think that I would do. I would do some embarrassment. Oh sure, oh, um, sure. With with someone I, I picked up at a at an event, but I would not go as far as humiliation or degradation with someone that I was not. Oh yeah. Well versed in in what it is that that triggers them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just yeah. This and and and. I, I suppose the longer we go in kink, the more we look at. The, the intricacies of what our desires are. Oh, I, I, I think yeah. that it's a, it's a path of self-discovery, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and, and the farther down that path you go, the more you're going to learn about yourself and, and your likes and dislikes and what turns you on and, and, and what turns you off, mm-hmm. you know, and humiliation can definitely be an, an arousing Component oh, to sure. to your sex life, yeah. um, I definitely think that sometimes humiliation, like um, that mild embarrassment that you sometimes feel on a first date, mm-hmm. um, can be very arousing. Um, and if you take that to the next level and add in a little bit of humiliation, I mean, it, it, you know, if it makes you hot, wet, hard, or horny, right? Then then go with it. Um, if you're the bottom, make sure that you are letting the top know how it is affecting you. Make sure, it, like most tops that I know are going to know, we're going to recognize some of the signs. Um, but speak it out into the space and let the person know because then they know that they can keep going there, you mm-hmm. know, and that it's working for you. Yeah. yeah. I, I and so so um, is it a means of sexual arousal for some people or? Or uh, is it going to be used for other things in sex? Absolutely. I mean, I tend to not if I'm if I'm intimate enough with a partner to, to be having sex with them, sex with them. I don't know that I'm going to be doing a lot of humiliation at that moment. A lot, <laughs> often, um, and and will I feel bad about it? Uh, probably not. <laughs> no, not really. Um, but it's also because I'm doing it in a consensual fashion, mm-hmm. right? I'm not just grabbing somebody and humiliating them to leave them in a, in a pile um, and not knowing them. Mm-mm. You know, I don't, I don't know that um, that would be um, conducive to, 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 to making me really hot. Mm-hmm. I think for me, as a top, after one of these scenes, the aftercare is the most important thing yeah. for me. Be- and not necessarily the aftercare right in the moment, um, but that the next day talking to that person or interacting with that person um, and hearing their reflections on how they felt. um, Now that gets me hot, wet, hard and horny, you know, to hear them tell me or to read um, their story about um, how they felt and how their body reacted. That really tweaks my nipples. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I was just imagining your nipples being tweaked at random. <laughs> um, they, they, I think that's 
Uh, you know, it's it's like we go back to with with role play and with some of the other heavier uh, styles of play. In the end, you have to kind of pull back the curtain. You know, you have to show them that the wizard's behind the curtain, and you have to to, to bring your um, relationship, whatever it is, back to a, a level where trust can be in, restored and 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 things go back to essential normal for whatever your normal is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because if if you spend too much time in the in the red, so to speak, there's there's going to be an energetic deficit, and and that's going to lead to resentment. It's going to lead to other things that that will start to fracture the relationship. Um, so I, I think that uh, at least that's my take on it is that is that there has to be, and, and your normal may be a significant level of embarrassment and power exchange, but mm-hmm. whatever your normal is. When you go down this path, you want to come back to normal eventually, so that both of you are 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 back on the same track you've been. Okay. So hopefully that answers your question. Hopefully it does. Yeah, well, I know we got a little. <clears throat> I know we got a little bit, probably more than you uh, than you wanted to know on that question. We probably were. <laughs> did well, we overshare? This is BSing with Barry and Shiva. Right, it's true. But this was you know fourteen <laughs> minutes of humiliation with Barry and Shiva. So it's a deep topic, I yeah, think, and, it is. you know, and our events usually show this to be something that people are interested in mm-hmm. because every time we've brought in a presenter who focuses on some type of humiliation or degradation, that's usually a class that a lot of people are going to mm-hmm. because it's, it's a curiosity. It's something that people are interested in. It's something that's titillating, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yep. And then it's certainly, um, uh, it certainly is one form of train wreck that we love to bring to the to the uh, to the event. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So <clears throat> that question out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, you can hear more on the Erotic Awakening Podcast Network. Each week, you can listen to the original Erotic Awakening Podcast with Dan and Don. It's an educational and entertaining exploration of all things erotic. And once monthly, you can catch a special episode with Lee Harrington. Excellent. Let's talk about where we are going. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and, and I think that the, this, this next question we're going to do um, plays right into where we're going to be uh, next week. Yeah, next Tuesday we're going to be presenting Poly 101 for the Poly Columbus Group here um, in Columbus at The Room. Uh, For more information, you can look that up on Meetup. You can also find it on uh, my FetLife profile. And I twatted and Facebooked some information about it Mm -hmm. last week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And we're going to be someplace else, too. We're going to be up in Cleveland. Yep. Where my favorite cupcakes are. Oh, yes. (laughs) Grandmother's cupcake. Grandmother, oh, that woman can make a fucking cupcake. Yes, she can. <laughs> you know, so if you know, I'm so totally distracted. Right, yeah, we okay. are going to be teaching at Smart yeah. on March fifteenth, but when we get an opportunity, we are stopping for cupcakes mm-hmm. at the uh, West End Market. Is that what mm-hmm. it's called? Mm-hmm. The West End Market, where grandmother's <laughs> cupcakes are. Oh man, those are wonderful. Oof. So we're going to be yes, we're going to be up at Smart. Um, come see us. Come uh, hang out with the people from Smart. Smart's going to be, uh, what is it, the Red Door Dungeon. Mm-hmm. We're going to be at the Red Door Dungeon with uh, Smart. And we're, um, if you're more interested in that, contact uh, Ohio Smart. I think it's OhioSmart, ohiosmart.org. Or you can find them at um, S period, M period, A period, 
R period, D period. Are you having trouble I, spelling smart? Smart. Uh, yeah, I'm not <laughs> so smart at the moment. Um, you can, I think it's Ohio Smart Fet Life Group. You can uh, find out about a little more about that event. Um, and then on the March 20th, we will have the next N2K meeting. We will also have, um, whoop, and the last of the cats, whoop, the, the last one was coming oh, in. <laughs> all these cats, all kinds of cats coming in. It's like herding cats. <laughs> And then on uh, April, uh, on uh, March 21st, there's the meet and greet. The next uh, AIS meet and greet will be at the 8-Ball mm-hmm. Bar and Billiards Hall. It's, this one's going to be big. I was, I was taking a look. I was, I was perving over your profile because... Uh, because you perv over my profile? Because I do perv over your profile. I like, <laughs> I like to look at your butt. I'm thinking about like maybe taking some more pictures of your butt so I, when you're not here I can... <laughs> and more <laughs> TMI. TMI. Oh come on, you know you want me to film that stuff. All right. And so then on on uh, followed the next night by the mm-hmm. April Fool's party, and it's an April Fool's party because it's actually on March twenty second. Yep. <laughs> so come on out and get your kick on you fool. It's going to be a blast. Yeah. And then the week after that, on Tuesday, we're going to be having the Switch Roundtable. And this one's going to be a really special Switch Roundtable. We are playing a couple games. Oh, good. We are going to play Switchy Truth or Dare Mm -hmm. and Spin the Switch. Really? Yeah. So we're going to have a more interactive Switch Circle. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Tripping the switch. Mm. <laughs> yeah, someone could actually trip a switch. <laughs> <laughs> so let's take one more question. Okay. Um, since we're going to be talking Polly 101, mm-hmm. let's take a Polly question. Sure. <clears throat> you are Polly. I am monogamous, but not vanilla. Recently, I was discussing Polly with vanilla monogamous friends. They professed they believe Polly was just an excuse to fuck others or to validate cheating. I tried to explain that all relationship types have rules, but I couldn't make my mouth say the right things. Can you help? Uh, I'm just picturing what I would do with someone's mouth. Sorry. Oh, no <laughs> um, and so, so what I would say is, um, the, for the start of it, because I get this question at work. It's interesting. Um, I work at a, a major metropolitan ho- hospital in the emergency room here. And you are totally out. Right. Because I don't get these questions right. at work. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I get, I get, I get, I'm totally out at work. <laughs> Um, and, and my, my managers know, and, and, you know, when we're going off to, to, you know, BFE to present, or if we're going to XYZ to present, um, I say, I can't work this weekend. We're doing an educational thing and they go, Oh, where are you going this time? And I tell them what we're doing. And so anyway, a lot of my, uh, compatriots at work, my coworkers at work, uh, will come up to me and ask me similar questions. They'll say, Hey, you know, um, I've been married to my spouse for X number of years and, uh, I, this poly thing, I just don't get it. I don't understand. I don't think I could love more than my husband. I don't know how I'd feel about my my husband having sex with somebody or my wife having sex with somebody. And is it cheating? Mm-hmm. And um, the answer is, it depends on your relationship parameters. Yeah. Um, there are... There lo- are people with monogamous hearts and there are people with polyamorous hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, and... The quickest way to find out if you're one of those um, is to be challenged in the type of relationship that you have. If you truly don't feel like you could um, share your affections with more than one person and be 
um, open and honest about that, then poly is probably not the way that that you're wired. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, on the other hand, feel like um, you've been constantly juggling all of these dating relationships where um, you're wanting to find out more about yourself and who you are as you date these people, then chances are you're poly, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that you have a good way of balancing yourself and your relationships, you know. So that's how I figured out mm-hmm. was I had this curiosity about, well, yes, I truly do love my, my primary partner who I didn't call a primary partner at the time. Um, but wow, wouldn't it be great if I could date, you know, Billy Bob at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, and I wonder what my partner would do if I actually said, Hey, I know we're dating, you know, and we're going to go out on Saturday night, but this guy, Billy Bob wanted to go out on Friday and. You know, mm-hmm. I just wanted to let you know that, you know, sure. I'm fitting him into my schedule too. How do you feel about that? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that a lot of people, when faced with that, um, choose not to lay their cards out on the table mm-hmm. with their partners for fear of what the reaction is going to be because we've been socialized um, to believe that you meet with one partner and that is all you get, you know, and anything outside of that is cheating. Mm-hmm. Um, everything in movies and in TV and in books leads us to that understanding. Well, the truth of it is, uh, you know, I mean, if we look at the divorce rate in this country and in other countries, you know, there's a 50, there's over a 50% divorce rate. You know, people just, people just are not conforming to the societal norm of married, living with your partner for the rest of your lives. And, and a, a large percentage of those people um, are, are cheating, and it's, it's becoming the cause of their, their, demi- their relationship demise. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, I was actually watching on TV the other day. There's some kind of, um, uh, I think it's uh, the Ashley Madison something, AshleyMadison.com. Or, uh, it's a, it's a, well, yeah, you sent me that. Yeah, and it is a social networking website that you pay for a membership to, mm-hmm. and it is... Exclusively for cheaters, right? For people looking to cheat on their spouses, right? And I, it's just—I mean, it's just incredible. I, 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 here's the thing, you know. I mean, and and don't get me wrong, we are certainly not endorsing an organization like that because we're not. Um, we, we, but I think it's it's curious, yeah, that, oh, yeah. that that's out there. Well, not only that, it's it's it's, it's been around for a while yeah, too, from what I was reading. Yeah, and it's making money, yeah. hand over fist. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, and the thing about it is. <coughs> We're, we, we are firm believers that, that, of course, you can, even in poly relationships, in any relationship, regardless of, of, its, of, its, um, of its construct, whether it's, whether it's non-monogamous or monogamous or, or, or polyamorous or whatever you want to call it, if you step outside the boundaries and agreements that you create with your partner, that is called cheating, mm-hmm. Period. You know, it doesn't matter if you have six partners and you decide you want a seventh and you don't tell anybody. That's still cheating. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about it is, if here's here's what I see to be the problem. It's not it's not that people have monogamous hearts or people have polyamorous hearts or whatever. It's not that's not the problem. The problem is the fear of communicating honestly with their partner. 
Right. For fear that they're going to be rejected. Mm -hmm. And then they turn around and create the exact situation that's going to lead to the demise of the relationship and complete rejection Mm -hmm. because of the behavior that they're expressing outside of their marriage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I I remember us going into our relationship. We were lucky. We were just like, you know what? We're not, we, during the onset of our relationship, beginning of our relationship, we were just so honest about it. We're like, look, I'm going to date other people. If you don't want that, well, we're not going to be able to have a relationship. You know, and both of us were like that. And it was one of those things that, that, are the foundation of our relationship. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was not, it was not, it was not all roses. And right, right, right. It was not, there was some, there was certainly some growing pains. Right. <laughs> right? right? Uh, you know, I mean, it takes a while to negotiate a mutually beneficial relationship or, or a multiply beneficial relationship where everybody's getting at least their needs met. Mm-hmm. Right. When you get your needs, wants and desires onto the table, all, you know, if you don't have your needs met, it's going to kill your relationship. And so it's, 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 it's very valuable to, to create that and create that, um, that agreement with your partner to, to get your needs met, um, whatever they may be. Mm-hmm. And if you discover that your needs are changing, that's when you need to bring it to your partner, not after you act on it. Right. You know, because... You, you know, your partner knows you so well and your partners have been with you for so long that you, regardless of what you think, they know whether it's consciously or unconsciously that you're stepping out or you're doing whatever. Um, you know, if you're lying to them, they're going to know because if they want to know, they're going to know. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they know you as good as you know yourself pretty much. Mm-hmm. But Polly has an excuse to um, fuck others. You know, I have actually heard this as a description as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, so it's not like it's something that's not out there. And I think that that is a way for um, monogamous societal members to label something that they don't understand or that they're scared of, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and we as poly practitioners who have been doing this since the onset of our relationship do not um, agree with or embrace that. And I think that it's important for poly communities to continually fight against that stereotype. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's always going to be detractors. There's always going to be someone that tells you that your relationship is not correct. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's true. And, and I mean, to get back to, to get down to the questions, um, the truth of it is, you know, it's, it's not, it's not validating cheating. It's not, um, an excuse. I mean, as a matter of fact, we, st- even, even in our relationship, I mean, we've, we've been, we've been poly since the onset of our relationship 14 years ago. Um, and, and we still don't use it as quote, an excuse to fuck other people. Mm-hmm. In fact, we're, we're a lot more sexually conservative than some people think. And we don't. You know, get, we don't just whip it out willy nilly. Right. <laughs> right. You know, we're not, we're not, you know, we, 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 we both want a, a, a modicum of relationship in place before we start doing PIV sex or, or, or mm-hmm. sexual interactions. Yeah. I want, um, trust and intimacy mm-hmm. with all of my partners, not just my primary partner. So I'm not just going to go out there, um, and have, sex with somebody and, and then forget about it. For me, Polly is not about one night stands. It's Mm -hmm. not about, 
um, I just felt like it. So that's, I, I took what I needed for me. It's about finding an emotional connection to another person and allowing that person to reflect for me a part of myself that my other partner or partners, um, doesn't reflect, Mm -hmm. you know, so I get to see different parts of me through the different relationships that I allow and that I have in my life. Yeah. What she said. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And take that. (laughs) She said, Um, it's, it's, it's invaluable. It's invaluable. And we go back to, we go back to the whole communication thing, you know, communicate with your partners, communicate what your needs, wants, and desires are. And if, and if it is, you know, just fucking someone else, don't use the term poly is an excuse. Just say, I want to fuck other people. Right. Right. <laughs> you don't have to necessarily call it polyamory. If you want a non-monogamous relationship, you can call it whatever you want. Right. I'm stepping out. Right. Right. I'm stepping out. I'm going to get late. I'm doing whatever, but Hey honey, I, you know, you're gone for the weekend. I'm going to go get some strange, right? Whatever, whatever <laughs> you call it. But the, the piece is, it's so important to be honest with your partner. I mean, it's just so important. Because if you're not honest with your partner, you, you know, because your partner essentially is a, is a, is a, almost a part of yourself or becomes a part of yourself after a while. And you start lying. It's like lying to yourself. And so just, you know, think about actually expressing your needs, wants, and desires in an honest and direct way. Right. And then, and then go from there. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that answered that question a little bit better. And we'll definitely, um, I'm sure that that will be a topic at the Poly 101 mm-hmm. because that's usually something that a lot of people um, question and, and bring up. And, and most people that go to Poly 101 classes are um, monogamous and trying to explore mm-hmm. um, what a non-monogamous relationship can look like for them. Um, and that's a big fear. Yep. Yep. It's true. All right. So hopefully that will wrap that question up. And um, if you have... Um, Don't forget to twat me with questions. Right. Put them in my twat. Right. If you have questions, twat her. <laughs> send send either of us emails on FetLife. Um, you can reach me at B-A-R-A-K at FetLife. You can reach me at Brat underscore Sheba. If you have a desire to just to pop it in the email and like, you know, the regular old fashioned email uh, without a stamp, <laughs> then, uh, you the can, one without a hashtag, right? The one without a hashtag, <laughs> you can reach us at B A R A K, the letter N S H E B A at AOL or Gmail or Yahoo. You can also find uh, information about Adventures in Sexuality and about us on adventuresinsexuality.org. That's um, adventuresinsexuality, all one word, um, .org. And again, you can find uh, me on Twitter at brat underscore Sheba or AIS underscore org um, or Barrick, the letter N, Sheba on Twitter as well. Um, On Facebook, it's brat underscore Sheba. And I am now tumbling. And you can find us at um, Barrick, the letter N, Shima on Tumblr. Hmm. Hmm. Fascinating. I know. You can find me anywhere. <laughs> I'm all over the net. <laughs> I'm spreading myself out. That's why well, I like it when you spread. <laughs> Speaking of which. <laughs>
Thanks for listening. To- <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of BSing with Barry and Sheba. We'll be back on the first Monday of next month, March third. Otherwise, no, not March third. April something. April third. Fourth. Fifth, sixth, fourth. One of those first Mondays of April. The first, we'll be back on the first Monday of April. Unless it, we're is. playing an April Fool's joke on you. Right. And in that case. You won't know. <laughs> Otherwise, we will see you at one of the uh, various AIS events around town. And hopefully we'll see you at the April Fool's party in March on March 22nd at Princeton. Boop, boop. Okay, I'm done. Turn it off. <laughs>